Hello, 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 and you're really welcome to another episode of my podcast. And you may have noticed that I've changed the name of the podcast uh, to Fit Mind Fit Business, which to me is a more accurate name for what this podcast is all about. And I haven't done a podcast in a while. Uh, my last guests were Jonathan Goodman and Andrew Coates. And I think <laughs> after that, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to top this? Um, so I don't think I've done a podcast since maybe November. But anyhow, here I am back on a roll again. And I've got some great guests, some great new guests actually coming up and lined up for you guys as well um, to help you in your in your FitPro business. So without further ado, I'm going to get stuck in and just to guide you through something that's really, really common in the fitness and nutrition industry, but maybe not talked about as much. And that is the loneliness that comes with the job of being a personal trainer or fitness instructor, gym owner or nutrition coach. And it's something that I have struggled with firsthand and a lot of my clients have also struggled with as well. So without further ado, let's get going. By the end of the podcast, I think you may have a better understanding of this feeling of, of maybe loneliness or this feeling of completely being misunderstood or, you know, that just your friends and family and maybe loved ones just don't get it about what you do. And so hopefully at the end of the podcast, you're going to get a better understanding of that and you're going to have some tips as to how to go about it to combat that because it doesn't it doesn't have to be, be that way, okay? So... For those of you that know me know that I'm about 23 years in the fitness industry or more and I have kind of worked on every type of scenario that you could in the fitness industry as in you know working with in a commercial gym cleaning under the treadmills um working up to be in a group fitness instructor a personal trainer uh, working out of my car doing house calls you know working out of community halls GAA clubs uh, managing gyms, opening my own gyms and all of that. And one thing that baffled me throughout that journey that I could never fathom was how could I feel lonely if I'm around people all day? How can that be the case if I'm teaching a class and there's 20 people in it? If I've got client after client after client, how could I feel lonely? And so I just want to help you to to normalize that and, and know that it's it's due to like a lack of connection, a deeper connection, a feeling of belonging, because in this role, you're the coach, you're the leader, you're the one helping people along. And so leaders also need to be led. And so that comes a lot down to the sense of belonging that we lack when we're doing that. And so this is what what I came to when I and when I sat down and said, okay, what is this? What is this feeling? Because I started to feel anxious. I started to feel depressed. My friendship started to slip away. I felt like I was always letting my family down and that I wasn't the daughter that was happy all the time anymore. And that, you know, is it all worth it, you know, for, for me um, following this dream? And so this is where I think that we could look at and we could start is structure. So I've had a lot of different jobs. Uh, I didn't really go to college except for studying various health and fitness courses. And so I started working really when I was 17, 18, and I had various jobs managing health food stores, um, the body shop. I was a cleaner at one stage. I was a waitress. I've done a lot of different roles. And so 
the thing that was different that I was looking at was the difference in those roles as opposed to being a fitness entrepreneur was the defining things, the definite things that I knew was going to happen each day was a start time for my work, a fixed time that I was starting. I also knew that I had a consistent finish time of to when that job or shift would finish. So at the at the gym, it was either starting at 6am, finishing at 2pm, starting at 2pm, finishing at 10pm. The body shop, it was like 9 to 5 uh, you know, there was all that where it was just, it was actually just set in stone. Uh, my lunch hour was more or less consistent when I was managing Evergreen Health Foods in Galway. I was there for three, four years and my lunch hour was consistent. It was either going to be at 1pm to 1.30 or 1.30 to 2pm, right? I had a set day in the month that I got paid. That didn't change. Where my desk was located as a manager in the body shop didn't change that was that was there where my locker was in energy health and fitness that didn't change okay so I had structure and I had definition and I had a sense of belonging now fast forward to going you know solo entrepreneur let's say even running running my own small gym personal training and and kettlebell gym is you know, I had erratic start times. It wasn't fixed. My finish time was totally inconsistent. It would change depending on whether I had an evening client or whether maybe I'd finish at four o'clock and have nobody and then go back and do a class. My lunch hour was completely inconsistent. I would often skip lunches or I'd eat standing up in between a client at like three o'clock. When it comes to getting paid, whoa, I mean... It was it was just so unpredictable uh, when I'd get paid would be so dependent on when that client would be paying me. And if I had a sick day or a day off, I didn't get paid. So that was disorientating. I didn't have a set desk or locker, really. Maybe when I was running my gym, I did. But when I was doing house calls or working out at community centers, I didn't. And also when I went online, um, that I had absolutely no fixed times. It was like I was just constantly on because I was on the internet. I was floating from coffee shop um, to maybe a session at the gym, maybe a house call. And so I just really, 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 really lacked structure. And um, also the other thing that I realized was I was really working on sociable hours. So, you know, I was working evenings, I was working weekends I was missing out on social events. Uh, I My friends stopped asking me to do things because they just got so tired of me saying no. And that led to a deeper feeling of loneliness and isolation and a, a feeling of being misunderstood or not understood. The other thing that kind of sent me over the edge when it when it came to the feeling of isolation was I was a personal trainer who was open, who was willing to share my knowledge with other personal trainers who wanted to connect. But I soon learned that where I was located in Galway City, it seemed to me that there was no interest from other personal trainers in being teammates, in being co-conspirators or colleagues. It was just each to their own, keep the head down, dog eat dog. And that felt shit. That did change after time when I found my tribe or, or, you know, other trainers or coaches that I could really relate to and I trusted. But that was a bitter pill to swallow. And I went in so naive thinking we were all going to be best buddies. 
so maybe you can relate to that too is that can feel really isolating and that can really you know lower the mood yeah um and so this is how i changed it and this is how i turned it around and how i help my clients also within my program fit pro biz accelerator my clients that i work with on this is these these five things so number one is i wrote out a little list of five people that i would actually call in an emergency who who were those five people that would that i would definitely feel comfortable being vulnerable with and that i would call and so i wrote those down and then what i did was i made a pact with myself that i would be in contact with them every single week so whether that was a phone call, whether that was a voice recording, whether it was a text or whether it was a physical meetup, is I committed to being in weekly contact with those those five people. So as to take away that feeling um, of the isolation. So with these five tips, they ideally will help you to take control of the isolation issues rather than let them drift off out of control, which I did for a while. And I really, my mental health started to suffer. So I was in a rush to be the best, especially when I went online. I was like, oh my God, I'll, you know, at any cost, I need to do this and I need to create sales. I need to grow my following. And then the more I focused on that, the more isolated that I felt. It was like, oh, nobody understands anyway. I don't have any colleagues, you know, etc. So there is no rush to be the best either. Um, so I wrote out those names. The second thing I did is I took out a diary and a calendar and I blocked out one to two hours for each week for the next two months to three months where I had no other commitments. I had no study I was doing and I had no marketing to do or no admin, no sales calls, no clients. Okay, and I booked myself in like a client would book in. Okay, and I stuck to it. And what I booked in and committed to was spending time with friends and family or even just myself quality time to reconnect with myself, not with my coaching hat on and FitPro hat on. And I stuck to that. And I mean stuck to it. Like I did not change that time. If a client said, oh, can I do this time? No, I said, I, I have a prior engagement. Um, and I stuck to it. So that would be number two is block out that time. Number three is that I took back control of my working hours and I had cutoff points. <clears throat> so I you know, this took me a while. So be really compassionate with yourself as you practice these, um, these, these techniques is I made sure that I had a set start time and a set finish time. And so I set alarms on my telephone and sometimes I'd ignore them and I'd keep going. And then the next day I'd feel really drained and isolated again. But when I knew like, okay, come, I don't know, maybe eight o'clock or whatever time it was, like that is when I finish. I'm not going to answer a text from a client. I'm not going to reply to an email. You know, that is when I finish. And and the same with start time is that is actually when I start just because I don't have a client doesn't mean I don't start at that time. And so that really helped me to, to bring back control, you know, on my working hours and not feel so out of control and so isolated. So then the fourth thing that I did was I I got help and I hired a therapist and I spoke to that therapist when I was anxious and I allowed myself the space to have someone to listen to me who wasn't a family member, not a friend or not a mentor who's going to like blow me up of like, you're amazing. 
and, and got them to listen objectively um, so that I could put a name on it, so that I could speak about it without hiding it and feeling ashamed. And speaking it out loud just did wonders for me to um, really just just get into it and look at, okay, what is it that I'm feeling? And it, it, it got me to ask better questions to myself and to actually sit with it instead of just bypassing it, ignoring it and going on a massive hamster wheel and then getting burnt out. So hiring, hiring a therapist or a counsellor can be so, so helpful. It is the quickest path um, to success, in my opinion. So then the next thing that I did, uh, number five, was I made a commitment to make connections with my peers offline and online. And so I started saving and I looked up when the next fitness convention, big one was close to me and there was one in the UK. So I saved up money to travel to Loughborough University to uh, the FitPro convention and it was life changing. It was just absolutely amazing. So I got to connect and meet with new trainers, new coaches from all over the world, mainly UK that I connected with. And they just seemed to be far more open than the vibe in Ireland. And I formed, you know, lifelong relationships there by leaving myself vulnerable to traveling to another country, to a different culture, to a whole new thing and going like, hey, yeah, this is what I do. Uh, And then going to different lectures and things that were based more about business than you know, fitness and, and new programs and all that stuff. And even now I'm I'm going to commit to traveling to America or Canada next year. I really want to meet Jonathan Goodman. I want to meet uh, Andrew Coates, um, Jill Coleman, all the greats and connect. Yeah. In, in, in real, real life, not just on online. So you could look maybe when is the next fitness convention, maybe in Ireland, in England, wherever you are, and saving money for that and looking at that as a really good investment in yourself for connection. And and the thing that I did to connect online was I hired mentors. And so the mentors that I hired at first was in a mastermind. And so that meant that I was in with maybe 20, 30 other fit pros who were going through the same thing as me. And we were in, you know, a Facebook group daily and then we were on a Zoom call each week. And then every few months they held a a mastermind and that was in Dublin. And so we actually got to meet in person and thrash out our ideas, you know, in the same room and and bond together and learn together. And that was absolutely life changing and amazing as well. And from there, I upped the ante a bit and I, I left that mastermind and I hired a one-to-one mentor who I still work with now um, and is worth every single penny because I'm onto her nearly every day in Slack in the container we're in and I'm voice recording and I'm looking for guidance or I'm venting and I'm saying, oh my God, you know, my family just don't get it. Uh, my friends don't get it, like blah, 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 blah. And she's guiding me and she's helping me and supporting me. And so you know, there's that, there's the connecting offline and then there's the connecting online and looking at, you know, who you could hire for help and what crew that you're you're with. So for example, I've got a free community, um, the the PT Business Club, it's for fit pros and nutrition coaches, totally free to join the group. And you could you could join that group and then, you know, be in with other fit pros as well. I joined a paying group because I found that people some people in the free groups weren't doing the work or they, you know, they weren't 
actually doing it and I wanted to be in with it with a group of people who were doing it um and so there's there's value in that as well um and then also I've got a group program Fit Pro Biz Accelerator a very uh, small tight-knit group where I go live every week doing a Q&A and then we're in a on a Zoom call um, where you can ask me questions about, you know, the self-paced modules that I offer, or you can get support about family, friends, frustrations, loneliness, and just to be seen and heard and understood from someone who has been in the industry over two decades. So there's value in that as well. And if you're listening to this podcast and you do need help, hit me up, send me a DM on social media and we can chat. But it doesn't matter whether it's me that you work with or not. The point is, get support and get support that's particular to your industry, the fitness and health and nutrition industry, so that you can, sometimes you can get better results through actually just hearing other uh, colleagues' struggles. And, and it's like, wow, it's not just me. Um, but you can also then get guidance off a mentor who's kind of been there and done that. So just to finish off and just to recap, um, the best cure for loneliness and also feeling that your friends and family don't understand is on that note about friends and family is, you know what, they may never understand and you don't have to try to get them to understand. Sometimes action speaks louder than words. And so, you know, once you start getting results and testimonials and getting some financial security, then that then they'll understand. Um, but you know, I stopped talking about my business, my hopes, my dreams and what I was doing often to friends and family because I would often feel leaving the conversation really deflated or like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing the right thing, you know, because they didn't know they're not in the industry. So their advice, even though it was well meant, was often unsolicited advice from from their perspective where they didn't know the industry. So I'm also careful about who I talk to about my hopes and my dreams. And so it's just maybe lowering your expectation um, and just keeping things general with friends and family. But the biggest cure for this is to really get some structure um, and really defining things like your start time, your finish time, your lunch hour, you know, when you get paid, when clients pay you, um, and then having some type of structure with where you're working from, um, you know, even if it's from a coffee shop that maybe you have something familiar like a notebook that you bring everywhere with you to, to have that structure. Yeah. Um, so just to recap, the five things I'd recommend is number one, writing out the five people that you'd call in an emergency um, and then contacting them weekly. Uh, number two would be blocking out one to two hours a week where you've got no other commitments or study or admin or marketing or sales calls or clients and book it off as if you've got a client booking in and then spend that time with friends and family or yourself um, or loved one. Uh, third thing would be to take control back of your working hours and have those cutoff points for start time, end time. Uh, third thing would be to hire a counsellor or a therapist and whether it's online or offline and talk to them for when you're feeling anxious and allow yourself the space to have someone listen. Then the fifth thing would be to connect offline and online uh, with peers and mentors. So it could be connecting, you know, offline, going to a big fitness convention, nutrition convention, um, could be joining a masterclass, could be hiring a mentor, anything like that. And it does get easier as well once you sit down and go, hmm, I'm not really enjoying this. <laughs> I'm feeling anxious. 
that's step one. And then it's going, okay, what can I do about it? So I really hope that this has helped a fit pro to understand it a bit more and know that it's so, so common. It's just not talked about as much. And feel free to hit me up on social media, on Instagram or Facebook, um, to join my group or to ask me about my program. Um, and just know that it can change. And once you find your tribe, it can be completely and utterly life-changing. That you can just be yourself, you can be really open, really honest, and it can help you with your progression. So I really look forward to delivering more of this type of content. Because again, fit mind, fit business. Um, you really can flex that muscle in your mind to get results quicker and more long lasting once you work on your mindset and working on a growth mindset. So see you on the next podcast.